Hi, and welcome to episode 23 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name's Becky, and I'll be your host. Today, we'll be doing a special year in review episode, and the segments will include actually finished, actually working, actually stashed, actually hand-dyed, actually attending. And then we'll talk about giveaways and knit-alongs at the end. So I wanted to wish everybody a happy new year. Today is Friday, December the 30th. I'm hoping to publish the episode tomorrow at the latest, so hopefully you will get this before we ring in 2016. But I just wanted to take a minute and wish everybody a healthy and happy, prosperous new year. Um, I also want to just apologize in advance. I am fighting a holiday cold, so if my voice is a little weak or hopefully I will not be sniffly and gross, um, I just wanted to apologize for that in advance. So today I'm going to do things a little bit differently. I'm going to cover some of my regular segments, but a lot of the segments I'm going to actually do a year in review and kind of talk about things um, for the whole year instead of just um, what I've done since the last episode. So the first thing I wanted to do was talk about actually finished. And Christmas last week, I did manage to finish quite things in time for the holiday, and I was pretty excited about those. So I finished a pair of vanilla socks for each of my children. I had ordered some Nick Hicks Felici as part of their big sale, and I um, cranked out two little pairs of socks for them. My one son's socks ended up a little bit short. I had ripped out the toe and extended one of them, and I have ripped out the toe and in the process of extending the excuse the noise, that's my tape measure. Um, and then I also finished a pair of socks for socks at the beginning of the year. They were a Western Sky Knits. Um, in the Aspen base, and I had been knitting away at them all year long. My mom and I wear the same size shoe, so I figured our measurements would be very similar, and I finished those up and gave them to her on Christmas, and she was super excited about them. Then the last thing that I finished um, since I talked to you guys last was um, another windshift hat. So I had been trying to decide um, what to do for all of the men in my family. Interestingly enough, I was able to come up with classes for them. My one brother um, loves to cook. My other loves photography. My stepdad loves photography. They had a great class on um, wood inlays, and my other brother does custom woodwork for a living. So I was able to find some really cool crafty classes for a lot of my family. Um, and then I decided that uh, just my brother-in-law uh, from Minnesota was going to get a hat because he lives in Minnesota. It's freezing cold there. And thought he would appreciate it. According to my nieces and nephews, he is obsessed with hats. So I whipped up a quick wind shift hat. I had actually started this um, Thanksgiving weekend on the flight home, and it was out of some nitpicks swish worsted, I believe, in a like a dark charcoal gray. And I had gotten most of the way through that. You knit like five and a half inches, I think, before you start to decrease, and I was probably four inches into it. So I just whipped that up and finished it and blocked it, and that made a really nice Christmas gift for him. So I wanted to do kind of a, a recap of all of the projects that I had worked on throughout the year. I sat down with Ravelry the other day and kind of tallied up all of the things. I will say that I feel like most years I knit quite a few more sweaters, and this year um, there were not as many sweaters, but there were lots of little projects, and it's kind of fun to see. I've never sat down and done this at, at the end of the year and tallied up before, but it was really kind of fun to see um, everything that I had done. I knit in 2015 13 pairs of socks. Now, I when I, I had to recast them and make sure that it was right, because every year 
the yarn harlot talks about how she's going to knit about a month. And I, I always think like, that's crazy. That's like way too many. She'll never get that done. And sure enough, I managed to accomplish that this year. So I knit socks for both of my children, for my husband, for my mother-in-law, for my mom, for my cousin, Caitlin, I knit, um, four different unmatching Rolling City rollers. And so, and she got those in the mail today. She's super excited about them. Um, so I think I'm counting those as two pairs. And then I, um, I knit for myself two, three, four, six, no, seven pairs of socks. So a, the, the exciting thing about this for me is that a lot of these are also knit with, um, yarn that I dyed. We're going to talk about all of the hand dyeing that I did, but I managed to do two pairs of self-striping socks, three pairs of self-striping socks that I dyed myself. Um, there was one that was orange and pink and purple and blue. There was one that was a dark gray, light gray, pink and turquoise. Um, there was one that was gray that actually had sort of a purple through red rainbow um, repeating stripe. And then I had two sock lengths um, that I had tried some self-striping on. Those were not a well-defined self-stripe, but they're really cute. Um, I'll talk about that yarn again when I talk about actually hand dyeing and a couple things that I've been messing around with this week, but um, those turned out really cute. And then I had some lollipop yarns, socks. I think I had started these in 2014, but I finished them this year. And that was in her Dua Diddy colorway, which is a dark gray with alternating um, chartreuse and like raspberry stripes and then the that particular colorway sometimes with her she'll send you an um a coordinating mini ball of um yarn for the heels and the toes and so in this one there was a chartreuse so the heels and toes of those are green and then they're um self-striping super cute and so i finished those earlier i think that might have been my first finished object of the year actually and then the other thing that i finished for myself this year was i had bought at Yarnfest, some Western Sky Knits um, in their Twinkle sock base in a colorway called Rainbow Bright. So it's mostly, it's a kind of a primarily black base with um, the neon colored rainbows interspersed throughout. It's a hand paint, not a self-stripe, but I love it. And those turned out really cute. So 13 pairs of socks was quite an accomplishment. And then on top of that, I finished this year 12 towels. So actually one of the first one that I have written down here, I didn't finish, but I got most of the way done. I'm going to try to crank out the end of it while I'm still on break from work. Um, but that was the Hohi Locatelli three color cashmere cowl. So I knit that out of some MCN fingering that I dyed here at home with a charcoal gray, a silver gray, and then a color called Fairy Crush that I love that I, I mean, of all the dyes I have upstairs, that's got to be one of the top five that I use the most. So it's a really pretty dark pink and um, I'm like, I think it's five sections in the cowl and I think I'm most of the way through section four. So I'm gonna crank the rest of that out and then I'm gonna call it finished. And then I knit all those gradient cowls um, as gifts. So I've been working on those since the summer. I had been experimenting with cake dyeing um, some yarns and doing gradients in that way. And so I did four of those as Christmas gifts. I have a couple still on the needles and I'm not sure where those will end up eventually but um but I knit one for my mom and I knit one for my sister-in-law and one for my stepsister and one for my other sister-in-law so the one for my mom and, and my sister-in-law Amy I did um earlier and then could not wait long enough to give them to them so they got theirs earlier this year and then 
my uh, sister and sister-in-law got them at Christmas. So that was fun, and everybody really liked those. Then I had two cowls that I had knit um, out of some MCN Aran weight yarn, and those were two different yarns that I had just hand-painted. The first one was leftovers from something that I was doing, but I did a gray and a fluorescent pink and a fluorescent and I was knitting that up into a cowl. I could just tell that it was absolutely made for my little niece, Amelia, who is 10. So she was here from Minnesota this week, and I was able to give that to her, and she loved it, and she didn't take it off. She wore it, like, constantly up at my parents, so that was exciting. Again, she's a Minnesota girl, so woolen things will always get a lot of love. Um, and then the other was a charcoal gray, and then it was a turquoise and that very crush that I like. And I ended up putting that one in the mail and sending it off to my dad's wife. So they live in Washington State. Um, they do get some pretty cold weather up there, and I'm sure that she will enjoy that quite a bit. Then I knit for myself a really simple cowl out of the um, Lemonade Shop worsted weight yarn that I got at her open house during Yarn Along the Rockies. And so that was a gray with those little like quick repeats of rainbows that I really liked a lot. And that was a um, pattern that I kind of just made up on my own. So it's not just that three by one rib. It's a little bit, you know, a little bit different rib. I'll probably write that up at some point and put it for free on Ravelry because I think it turned out really cute. And I think for that really special yarn, it's a it really lets the yarn sing without being completely plain. And actually I wore that a couple times this week. So that one is getting quite a bit of wear. Um, I also knit myself a gradient, um, that was kind of where the idea came from. So when I was at, when I was at Yarn Fest, I bought myself a gradient that was from Mode Knits, um, and that's Annie Modesit's yarn company, and it was a beautiful gradient. There were so many beautiful gradients, um, in the vendors when I was there, and I spent a long time sort of agonizing over which one to buy and I ended up buying one that was a gradient that's a very very bright yellow that goes all the way down to kind of a buttery yellow and into a, a creamy white and then light gray to a dark charcoal so I really like that gray and yellow and that was the first of those um, three by one ribbed cowls that I knit this year um, and I'm really happy with that one so that one I kept and then I also knit from um, yarn that I bought at Yarn Fest, that striped cowl. So this was the kit that I bought from Canon Hand Eyes, and it was her Jane Austen kit. And I alternated the mini skeins from the, the kit with a dark gray yarn that I had gotten for free from um, Eat Sleep Knit. It was a Lorna's Laces dark charcoal gray. And I used the technique that Jasmine from the Knitmore Girls had talked about where she made all of her mini skeins into one long skein or ball, I'm sorry, of yarn and that worked really well for me. I did ball up another set kind of going through my stash. I have a lot of fingering weight yarn and adding that up and that's supposed to be kind of my grab and go knitting if I don't have anything else or my movie theater knitting but I've mostly been knitting socks in the movies lately so that one hasn't gotten a lot of love. It's it's there and sort of on the needles in the background as well. The other thing that I started that was a cowl that I didn't quite finish 
is I am working on a double knit cowl um, out of some of the Freya hand paints that I bought at their at the Eat Sleep Knit Black Friday sale and then a skein of Malabrigo and I would say that is 30% of the way done and that's another one that gosh I sure would love to finish on break. I'm eyes bigger than my needles for my five more days of um, time off here at the holidays. But that is one that I'm really excited about as well. So that was cowls. Next up, I knit five hats. So I was pretty excited about that as well. I knit um, the barley hat by Tin Can Knits. And that was a gift for my friend Kat from elementary school who had a baby in November and they live in Chicago. And so I knew that he would need a nice wool hat. I knit that out of some leftover Spud and Chloe sweater that I had bought to use during my double knitting class that I took in April. And it's just a super simple um, garter stitch panel on a stockinette hat with a little ribbed brim. And so she loved that very much. It was the first knitted gift he received, and that was great. I did knit two of the Stephen West Windshift hats, one for my husband out of some hand-dyed um, MCN Aaron weight yarn that I had in my stash, and one for my brother-in-law out of some knit picks that I already talked about. And then I knit for myself two hats. The first one was um, a chevron hat, and I kind of just improvise the pattern. That's another one that I want to knit again because it was a lot of fun and I want to play around with some of the gradients that I bought at Christmas time and I got some Knit Picks Chroma. So I, I really want to like play with that one a little bit more and then I may dump that on Ravelry as well. Um, but the one that I did was out of a gray yarn called um, Kenzie, which is a Scassell yarn, and it's from New Zealand, and it was a merino-based yarn, kind of a tweedy looking, which was really cute. And then I also knit that, like the white stripe of that, with the color-changing yarn, which is called Abracadabra, I think. And that's that um, Scassell yarn that is sensitive to UV light, and so it changes color and mine changes from white to purple and I have discovered that it really has to be in direct sunlight like if I'm sitting in my car one day I was sitting in the car waiting for the kids at pickup and I set it on the dashboard to see if I could get it to change color and take a picture of it and it didn't but then when I got out of the car it changed color almost immediately so anyways I love that one a lot I'm considering um, I think I had a little bit of the gray left over and I'm thinking about making a pom-pom because um, I got a pom-pom maker for Christmas. So we'll see about that. But I wear that hat quite a lot. And then my number one, probably most frequently worn item at the moment is I knit myself a sock head hat. That's a free pattern on Ravelry. And it's just knit with, um, oh, you guys are going to laugh at me when I tell you what I just messed up on my sock. Um, it's knit with some MCN fingering that I hand painted. So when I got back from the, I think this was after the class I took at Fancy Tiger, I was all inspired and I wanted to hand paint some yarn. And so I did some rainbow yarn and I just kind of put a bunch of my neon colors and some gray and I hand painted it. And then I whipped that up into a sock head hat and I wear that puppy like all the time. It is my new like, my hair looks bad, put on my sock head hat, little chilly in my house, 
put on my socket head. I wear it constantly. I think I'll knit another one and I may even um, tie some yarn up and then knit some for the kids because I think that they would both like a very lightweight hat like that. Um, and you guys know you have a weakness for fingering weight yarn. It's not always fingering weight yarn that's suitable for socks. So I could see myself knitting some more of these. I could see myself knitting one for my mom because um, she lives in the mountains where it's cold. So maybe that's what she'll get for next Christmas because it's never too early to start um, thinking about that. So anyways, I really enjoyed um, knitting that and I've really been enjoying wearing that like all the time. It lives in my purse and it's on my head a lot. The other things that I knit this year, I knit my first shawl and I'm, I'm scoping out a couple of other shawl patterns, but the one that I knit um, this year was the Easy Shawl by, by Martina Bame, and it really was, it was just a simple garter stitch shawl, uh, probably a shawlette would be the better way to put it. It's, um, it's pretty small, but it's cute, and I had taken a sock blank and made a gradient and so that is um, pink and purple and blue and I wear it pretty regularly and I was pretty happy with how it turned out. I was going to try to do that one a second time and give it to my mom for this Christmas and I just didn't get around to it so that's why she got socks. Then I knit three sweaters this year and so that sounds pretty good but usually I knit a couple sweaters for myself and I, I only finished one sweater for me this year and that was my briquette now that being said I only finished that one I wear that thing all the time and I love it briquette is a pattern by Alicia Plummer and I knit that in some Madeline Tosh super soft DK in the blue stow colorway so gets worn constantly I really could see myself knitting another one um, although I have a lot of new patterns on my list. I'm not sure that I will get around to re-knitting, but I, I'm liking having a warmer pullover hoodie. I have an easy hoodie that is a um, Brooklyn Tweed pattern that I knit out of some Madeline Tosh Dandelion a couple years ago, and I wear that quite a lot, but this one is a little bit warmer, and the easy is meant to be worn with a lot of positive ease, and the briquette fits a little more... Um, I don't want to say tightly, I guess, but it does not have as much ease. And so I really just love the way it fits me. Um, so that was great. And then I knit two little sweaters um, from Tin Can Knits this year. That was the flax sweater. So the flax sweater and the barley hat that I already talked about are from their Learn to Knit series. And they have a great set of beginner patterns. In this case, I was just looking for a very simple kid's sweater. And so the first one that I did was, again, for my friend Kat, um, I knit her a gray little boy cow, and that was out of that Sweat and Chloe sweater, and it just whipped up really cute, cute and really quick. I think I knit hers in the one to two year size, um, thinking that I would send it for her little boy to wear next winter, and so um, that is put away at their house, but I know she was super excited about it. And then I had so much fun knitting the pattern that when I finished my son's teacher's chevron baby blanket that I had bought out of, um, I had bought five colors of Knit Picks Comfy, and that's a really nice kid's yarn. I wanted to do something with the leftovers, and so I knit it up for my little nephew, who will be two in April, and I kind of color blocked it. So 
I had some dark gray left and I just did the ribbed collar in that and then there was a purple, a gray, a green, um, and a turquoise. And I sort of just knit till I ran out of each color and I wrapped that up and gave that to him for Christmas. He wore it a couple days after Christmas while we were all at my parents and he looked just darling in it. I have some pictures so I'll make sure that's the picture that makes it into the show notes this week. And you guys can see him in his cute little sweater. But that's definitely a goal of mine. I'm very proud of all the things I managed to finish this year. But I wish I had finished more sweaters. And I'm going to prioritize sweaters a little bit in my early knitting this year. The only other thing I already talked about, the Chevron baby blanket. The only other thing that I have on my list as, um, from this year, and it's kind of a still-in-progress thing, is this scoreboard scarf for my son. So I just thought I would talk about that a little bit. That continues to grow and make progress. The um, Broncos made the playoffs the other night. It was very exciting. Um, my son is very superstitious about sports. He gets that from me. And so he has decided that the Broncos only win if I am sitting on the couch on my butt knitting his scarf. And I was several weeks behind and they had lost several weeks. So I was just doing my darndest, I guess, to reinforce that superstition. So that is making progress. They did make the playoffs so there's one more regular season game this week and then I guess at least one week of playoffs and then that will be finished so I'm pretty excited about that he's very excited about that actually working so this is kind of a year in review as well I wanted to talk about the things that are still on my needle that I started or worked on you know pretty much um, during the year and then did not quite finish I've actually cast on a couple of things just over this break because there were some things I was excited about. So I'll start with those. The first is, um, I'll tell you about my little mistake I made here with my sock. I am knitting myself another pair of vanilla socks and I am really excited about these. This is some of the self-striping that I dyed for myself a month or so back and it is a four color repeat. It's charcoal gray and then um, like a chartreuse and then a Caribbean blue, I think, might be bright aqua, but you get the point, and then gray again. And it's kind of a short repeat of color. I think that the stripes are ending up about um, maybe three rows long, and I kind of would like them to be maybe four or five. But this is the one that I was playing around with um, wrapping on the kitchen chairs instead of wrapping on the warp board, which is a heck of a lot faster, especially if I'm smart enough to put it in a cake before I go wind it around the chair. So I'm very excited about how it's turning out. I knit the leg a little bit longer. So um, the cuff, I did two whole inches of ribbing. That's something I've been wanting to try since I saw the samples in sock architecture knit that way. And then I knit a total of nine inches of leg. So quite a bit longer than I usually do in part because I want to use up a lot of this yarn and in part because I do think I would like a longer sock. So we'll see how this turns out. It's just my regular vanilla sock. Um, I knit on a size zero. I have a very loose gauge, so I knit 56 stitches for my own socks. And um, I'm going to do an afterthought heel. So that's what I, I you might have heard some, <laughs> some confusion a couple minutes ago with my sock. Apparently with a head cold, I am not smart enough to a vanilla sock and talk to you guys at the same time. So I started to put in, instead of putting in the um, lifeline for the afterthought heel, I started to put in a heel flap, which I then had to pick out. 
and then I couldn't tell which, was which of my needles. So I'm not even taking any cold medication. Maybe I should be because um, <laughs> I can't even notice off. The other thing that I cast on this week that I'm so psyched about is I cast on my Force Awakens hat. So I've been really excited about this pattern. I was really, that was kind of my prize to myself for finishing the holiday knitting was that I was going to get to cast on that hat. So I'm knitting mine. The main color is uh, dark gray and the first accent color is a very pale heathered silver gray and then the other contrasting color is a pink called rouge and I'm knitting all of this out of Knit Picks Wool of the Andes Sport. I am doing the larger number of stitches. There's two options for the numbers of stitches and then it kind of gives you a needle size for a man and a needle size for a woman. So I'm knitting it on the larger number of stitches and the smaller size needle knitting it on size threes. That's actually what the pattern calls for. And normally I would go down at least one needle size, but I think that this is working out. I've been kind of trying it on as I go and I, I'm happy with the fabric and I'm happy so far with the fit. So I think that'll be good. I did knit a longer section of ribbing than the pattern called for because I, I like more ribbing on my hat. I thought about knitting like a big long repeat, but I, I thought it might mess up the construction of the hat. So, um, let's see, I have finished now just the, the very first section of color work, which is the little tie fighters and that, and I'm not going to put the words, the force awakens on my hat. I'm not sure what I will do when I get around to knitting these for the kids. I'm going to knit one for each of the boys and for my nephew who is going to be seven in February and probably for my brother. So we'll see. I bought a bunch of different colors and I'm kind of just going to have some fun with that. And the big fun thing for that for me is that that is going to be the first thing to get a hat from my new pom-pom maker. So um, I did get pom-pom makers for Christmas from my husband. I put them on my wish list at Eat, Sleep, Knit. And I got two of the um, Clover pom-pom makers. So I think I might want to go back and buy an extra large one as well. There's a large one. I was playing around with them yesterday. I had those soft blanks that were the rainbow and I was just kind of fiddling with making pom-poms of different sizes and different you know thicknesses in terms of wrapping them. I think I'm going to take a bunch of my leftover bits of sock yarn and make a garland for my knitting room upstairs because I think that would be really fun and I was just having fun making pom-poms. So um, so that'll have a pom-pom and I think it'll be cute and then I think the boys want pom-poms on theirs as well. The other thing that I started to work on over the break, um, my kids found the Star Wars crochet kit stashed away um, in my stash upstairs and that was fine. They both initially expressed that they wanted to try to crochet the little figures themselves they quickly decided that nope instead they wanted to do something else while I did which was fine because that had been my intention all along so we spent a little bit of time trying to teach them to crochet and then they kind of gave up and did their own things yesterday we did kind of a movie marathon during the day and I worked on Yoda and I think Yoda turned out really cute I'll put a picture of him in the show notes but I was pretty pleased with them. My gauge for crochet is definitely, it's a fairly large hook that they send 
with the kit and so he's pretty big. I mean, I think it said he was supposed to be two and a half inches and mine is probably four inches tall. And it's not the kind of thing that matters a ton, but I do feel like those um, little crocheted toys are meant to be a little more solid and mine end up always a little bit floppy because my gauge is so big. I do have smaller needles um, in the basement, I think. So I may, not needles, hooks, but I may dig those up and try again at a tighter gauge. But we were sitting around yesterday, so the boys and I did a bunch of different movies and we were having a great day. We watched Fantastic Four. They both get, every month, I have to, to put in a little plug here, they both get a doodle crate or a tinker crate each month. Um, and that's these little online clubs. The tinker crate I get from my younger son and they are generally sciencey things. And my older son gets a doodle crate, which are art things. And we were a little behind on taking those out and playing with them. So yesterday while I was crocheting and they were, um, we were watching the movie, they were both working on theirs. And I, I have to say, if you have kids, you know, I think the age is probably like 8 to 14 that they say on the box. These kits are extremely high quality. So the Tinker Crate this month was a draw bot. And basically, by himself, my little one built a little robot that draws with markers. So he had to put it, he had to install a motor and wire it up and attach the battery. And then it's got this little tablet. You stick three markers in the hole and then you turn on the motor and it makes the thing jiggle and it jumps all over and, and draws on a big piece of paper. And he, I was so proud of him that he, I mean, I didn't help him at all, even a little. And he built this whole little robot from scratch. And then my older son's doodle crate this month, the last couple have been really great, but last month's was a clock and it was a wooden clock. He got that about halfway done. He painted it. He wanted it to dry before he put in the clock mechanism on it. Um, but he had a lot of fun with that. And then this month's was silk screening. So they sent a little wooden framed silk screen and the um, choice of stencils that the kids could use. And then like a drawstring backpack. And he was able to silk screen it. So again, no help from me at all. And it turned out really nice. <laughs> like it looks like something he bought in a store. And I just love to see the enjoyment that they get out of that kind of thing. And I think it's really fun. So if you're in the market for something that's fun for your kids, I think they're about 20 bucks a month. It's certainly not cheap, but like I said, the quality is really worth it. So we were working on those things. Um, Tuesday is the evening that my kids spend with their dad. It got to be about that time of night. We were trying to pack things up and my youngest decided right that minute that he wanted a Luke Skywalker and he wanted to do it himself. And he is a pretty stoic little boy. I don't get a lot of tears out of him. I never have. But when he realized that he had kind of run out of time and wasn't going to be able to make Luke Skywalker, there were tears. So we packed up the booklet and enough yarn for him to give it a shot. We kind of put everything in a Ziploc bag and the little safety eyes and a hook. And he said, don't worry, Mom. If I can't figure it out, I'll just look it up on YouTube. So they went over there and apparently they rented it out and he did not, he was not able to to get Luke Skywalker done. So when he got home today, he that was what he wanted to do and spend the day today. So he and I snuggled up on the couch and I've been working on Luke Skywalker. So again, um, turning out a little bit big. Uh, we made some modifications. The Luke Skywalker pattern is like movie three, Luke Skywalker all in black with a green lightsaber. And we are doing 
um, movie one, Luke Skywalker. So he's got a shirt, he's going to have black pants, um, and he's going to have a blue lightsaber to be um, accurate for Ben. So that has been pretty fun, and I'm sure that we'll knit a couple more of those up um, during the break here because they've gotten such a kick out of that. So other things that I've had on the needles throughout the year that I am not necessarily finished with. So my True Cardigan by Hovi Locatelli. This is a pattern that I am knitting out of some Madeline Tosh Long Rider DK in the Raspberry Cordial colorway. It's a really cute ribbed cardigan. It's a coat length with pockets and it, it is very long. I think I'm about halfway through it. I really do want to finish it because we're in a very cold snap right now. Um, but most of the time, I think this would be a three season sweater for me. I think I could wear it a lot in the spring and the fall and a pretty good amount of our Colorado winter, or I could wear it here on the house if I was chilly. So that one is one that I will turn some focus back to uh, now that the holidays are over. And like I said, my one of my priorities this year is going to be more, more sweaters. The other thing that is sitting on the needles still is the uh, Leah pullover. So that is a knitty pattern. I'm knitting that out of some Madeline Tosh Home in the colorway Dr. Zhivago Sky, which is a beautiful, um, variegated, deep gray. And I knit the body of that in like four days, but then really did switch my focus to my holiday knitting. So it's been sitting for a while. My hope is to finish the sleeves um, in the next week or 10 days and, and start wearing that very soon. Some other things that I worked on but did not finish in 2015. The Garter Squish Blanket. This was intended to be a wedding gift for my cousin uh, who got married in October. And it's December. It's still not finished. I do think that I will still try to finish that up and gift that to them. Um, I'm knitting that. It's a Stephen West pattern. It is just a garter two strands of worsted weight yarn held double. I'm knitting it out of Knit Picks Preciosa, and I have four colors going with that. And it's I'm knitting it on size 13 needles. It, it just feels like it should be going faster than that. And then I think, I'm not sure if it's that I feel like it's going slower. I just got a little bored. But I'm gonna back up and back out because I really would like to for them and send that off. A couple of other things that got some love this year. There's the Bailey sweater from the Cooperative Press book called Boys Knits, and I am knitting that for my younger son out of some Knit Picks Chroma. The colorway, I believe it's discontinued. It's called Midwinter, and it's grays and blues and uh, purples, and that has been the knitting that was sitting on my desk. It's a ribbed sweater. It's a pullover, knit bottom up, and I am knitting it in just a four-by-one rib. The pattern called for kind of a seated rib so that it was seed stitch in between the stockinette and um, I just opted out of that but I'm about five inches into the body and that'll that'll get some love once I'm back to conference calls and needing something vanilla to have my in my hands so that one definitely will get finished up I do have um, a pair of socks that I was knitting um, as part of our Socktober Cal. This was another set of yarn that I dyed it myself, intending to be self-striping. My sections were shorter than I wanted them to be, but it's still really cute. So I did gray um, with four different bright colors, a pink, a blue, a purple, and a green. And I was trying those out on some nine inch circulars and 
that wasn't just kind of wasn't really my thing. I do have lots of sock needles freed up now that Christmas is over. And so what I might do is just transfer that sock onto a um, regular so I can magic loop the sock and finish it up because the nine inch, it, I don't know, I just never quite got the hang of it. And I felt like it was a little bit slower for me. Um, I'm sure it's all just what you're used to, but those, um, those need to get finished up as well. Um, and then there were a couple of sweaters that I started. I'm not sure that I inserted these last year, to be honest with you guys, but I did, I was working on them. I was trying to figure out, look back and figure out like before yarn fest and before I started the podcast, what the heck was I knitting? Cause in Ravelry, it, it looks like kind of a dry spell, but I know I was knitting a lot. Um, and so the things I think I was working on were, um, I've been working for quite a while on an Austin hoodie, which um, I'll have to look up the name of the designer and put it in the show notes. But I have some um, Madeline Tosh, Tosh Mo Light, I think it's the Mohair blend, it's a single, and the colorway is Scratched Record, which is a gorgeous almost black but definitely gray yarn and um I do knit on that here and there especially when I want something kind of vanilla I think I took it to my conference with me this year for plain knitting and in my room knitting um and I really like it and I think I'll really like the finished sweater but a fingering weight hoodie is a big commitment so that one gets set aside quite a bit but I that's one I'd like to finish this year the other one is I have a Make-A-Wish cardigan by Hohi Locatelli on my needles, and that one is also a Toshimo Light. I think these were, I think they, I want to say they were both the Magnolia Society, but the Make-A-Wish is in a colorway called Window Pane that they don't make anymore, and it's a beautiful Tiffany blue. It's a really pale turquoisey blue and I, I love the color and every year I say to myself that I'm going to finish that sweater in time for my big work conference because I am always chilly in the conference spaces in Vegas and it is a very dressy sweater um, but my conference will be in February and I'm sure <laughs> I won't have it done by then so we'll see I'd like to get that one back on the needles I I really love that yarn a lot and I do you think that's what that yarn wants to be? So I'd like to get that one finished up as well. Actually stashed. So you guys, I am not going to list off all of the things that I added to my stash this year because that might be um, embarrassing <laughs> because there's a lot of it. But I got some pretty cool stuff for Christmas and I wanted to just take you guys through the couple of things that I was gifted. So I had been telling my husband for weeks leading up to Christmas that all I wanted for Christmas was a Star Wars lunchbox that I could put socks in and um, bless his heart he waited till the last minute and he had trouble finding a Star Wars lunchbox but instead what he found was this really cute kind of looks like a toy chest he got it at Michael's um, it has they're not really rope because but rope handles to each side and like a latch like a lid it kind of closes like a toy box and it has um, BB-8 on the front it's super cute and then he filled it up with all kinds of really cute Star Wars stuff so um, I got C-3PO and R2-D2 Pez which made me really happy and a little notebook and some pens and um, a pencil case which will make a perfect little notions bag so that um, that was my Star Wars yarn storage and I was super excited about it so 
I might have been squealing on Christmas morning as I was opening up each little piece of it and uh, I think he had everything wrapped inside so I got to open all the little little bits you know little by little the other thing that he got me was um, a new project bag and it's a Wonder Woman project bag it's actually Wonder Woman Batgirl and Supergirl I have to say I don't know if anybody else is watching the new Supergirl on TV but I expected it to be cheesy and actually have been enjoying that with the kids quite a lot so anyways cute little um, project bag from him and he got that from an Etsy seller called SoFlow. So SoFlow.etsy.com. I will link to her in the show notes because the bag is very cute and very high quality. I'm really happy with it. So I'll pass that information along to you guys in case anybody's interested. And then I had put some yarn on my wish list um, heading into the Eat Sleep Knit Black Friday sale. I think that always kind of makes it easy for him if I just wish list some stuff and um, and then he gets on on Black Friday and you know tries his luck at the discount. So I got uh, four skeins of yarn, all of which I'm very excited about. The first is some handmade fine Casbah sock. I'm sorry, handmaiden fine Casbah sock in the glacier colorway. So this is a cashmere blend. Um, fingering weight yarn. Glacier is a colorway. I would compare it to that window pane that I have that's, you know, a very soft, light, um, bluish green yarn. And then it's got hints of gray. So it's really pretty. I haven't decided quite what it's going to be yet. It, it's going to need to be something that I wear, you know, next to skin. Maybe it'll be a cowl or a shawl or something because it's super soft. And the color is just my favorite. So that was one I was really, really excited about. And then he got me two skeins of Blue Moon Fiber BFL Sport. Um, the, this yarn, I guess I didn't pay a lot of attention when I was putting it on my wish list. But it's a huge put up. It's um, 661 yards a skein. So it was so exciting Christmas morning because there were these like giant skeins of yarn. And I got that in two colors. The first one is called Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. And so that's exactly what it sounds like, right? Great, bright, vibrant colors. Very, very me. And the second one is called Kerplunk. And I would say it was it's a lot of the same colors, but then take them down to a jewel tone instead of a neon color. So they're really both beautiful skeins of yarn, and they're giant. I'm so excited about them. So right now I am stocking some sport weight shawls to try to find something to do with those large put-ups in those bright colors. There is a Martina Bame um, shawl that I was looking at yesterday for one of them, and I think that's what I'll end up doing is two different shawls in, in different colors. And the last thing that I got um, for Christmas was a skein of the Freya hand paint flux so I got had got myself a couple of those and then I got one for Christmas as well I'm really excited about it so those again they're itty bitty it's 87 yards in a cake of yarn but they're beautiful and this one is a colorway called sea glass and it's exactly what you picture it's grays and blues actually hand dyed this is the segment you guys that I'm most excited about this time because I was really pleased with myself to go back and see how much hand dyeing I did and how many different things I tried during the year. I did do a little bit of dyeing this past week, so that was fun. I had not really been sure I would get to do any dyeing over the holidays, and 
I decided kind of last minute to add a gift for my sister-in-law. So I had already given her her cowl over the summer because I was too excited to hold on to it. And then um, she had been ill right before Christmas, and so I had sent her her craftsy class that I was going to give her ahead of time. And then I was like, well, I have a little bit of time. kind of been wanting to dye some yarn. She's been wanting to learn to knit. And so I um, decided to dye her up some yarn, make her a little project bag, and I kind of put together a whole little kit for her. So I dyed up two skeins of that MCN Erin weight that I have in my stash upstairs. That's um, the only worsted weight that I really have stashed up there when I want to dye worsted weight. But it's a beautiful, lofty um, soft yarn and I dyed it in that very crushed color which I love and I talked about earlier but also that's a color that I see her wear all the time it's the color that I would think of when I think of her and so I was pretty excited about that I just kettle dyed them I did make some dye stock in that color um, and I just kettle dyed the two skeins of yarn and then it was fun because I had all my nieces and nephews sleep over right before Christmas and um, so my nephew was here and he was able to wind up his mom's yarn. He was very excited about that. And then I had just some cute chevron uh, gray and white fabric in my fabric stash. I bought that at Hancock over the fall, I guess. And I had cut it out um, for some project bags and I hadn't sewed them up yet. So I sewed her up a quick little project bag. And then I had a pair of... Um, knit picks straight needles and I don't knit with straight needles I always knit on circulars um but they were that Caspian needle which is their beautiful blue gray one of my sets of interchangeables from knit picks is that Caspian colorway and I I love it that's a color that really sings to me so a couple years ago I had gotten my nieces and my sons needles and yarn um to kind of teach them to knit and somehow I ended up Either maybe I had bought a pair for myself thinking I wouldn't it with straight needles or I had a pair left over. But anyways, I put those in the bag and then I printed off a copy of Tin Can Knits Wheat Scarf. So if you're ever looking to teach somebody to knit, I feel like this is a, an amazing beginner's pattern. It's a really pretty scarf. It starts out garter stitch, then it changes to garter stitch with a one-by-one one rib and... Um, so you get quite a bit of time where you can practice just your knit stitch and then it transitions into, okay, you have to be able to knit and purl, but you only have to purl a little bit, like maybe it's eight purls per row in that ribbing. And so I think it's a really great learn to knit kind of pattern. Definitely what I would recommend for anybody that's looking to teach somebody how to knit. And so we're going to sit down at some point and she's going to have a lesson. So I was really excited about that. She was very excited um, about the whole thing and the yarn and the needles and um, I mostly have brothers and so they were all very impressed when I kept you know people kept opening gifts that I had not just knit but I had hand dyed they were like what you dye yarn and they didn't really get it but um, but that was fun for me and I, I know that we'll have a good time sitting down teaching her how to knit so I'm gonna walk through really quickly um, all of the things that I dyed this year and talk about the different techniques that I tried and the things that I want to try um, again. So I did um, dye that MCN fingering for my head hat. I hand painted that one. I definitely used the techniques that I had learned in the Fancy Tiger Crafts class that I took back in October. And I am 
thrilled with how that yarn turned out. That was really, like I said, really makes me happy, and I wear the hat constantly, so that was a good one. I hand-dyed some uh, MCN Aaron in a peacock blue for my husband, and knit his windchief hat with that, and so that was just kettle-dyed. It's really pretty. It, it did dye up with quite a bit of white, but I really like the effect that it has, and I have a little bit left over. Um, there's another baby who needs a hat, so I think I will um, whip up a hat for a little baby boy out of what I have left over, especially since it's that um, cashmere blend. I don't want to just leave it sitting around. Um, I did some Stellina DK, and I both of these skeins I had tried to do speckles. So the first one, you might recall, I put way, way too much powder on the skein, um, and I like flipped it over and did the front and the back, and uh, it's mostly black <laughs> with some really cool kind of undertones of color. So I'm really happy with how the yarn turned out, but the yarn is not even remotely speckled. Um, so that one is still waiting for me to decide what the heck it's going to grow up to be. Maybe it's going to be a hat or a pair of mitts. I think it would actually make some really cute mitts and fingerless mitts are something that is kind of missing from my winter wardrobe at the moment. So that might be what that ends up being. And then I tried again and my second attempt did turn out speckled. One of the things that I liked about the yarn, the second set of yarn that I did was that the, um, the powders did certainly mix together and they mixed together during the steaming process. So while I did, you know, I did some pink and some yellow and some blue, but it, there are, there's some green in there. There's some orange in there. So it kind of blended on its own and made a really beautiful speckled yarn. So I'm not sure what that one will grow up to be either. Um, I could take the two and do something with some chevrons because I actually think they would look gorgeous together. So we'll see. I'm going to play around with that a little bit. Um, I did make an attempt at stenciling a sock blank. So that was a really fun thing to try out. I've talked before on the show about um, Gail's Art, which is an Etsy store, and she does beautiful stenciled sock blanks with stars or Christmas things or Halloween things, and they're just lovely. And it was just something I wanted to try. So I definitely learned a lot. From that process, there were some things that intimidated me quite a bit about that process, but I could definitely see myself trying that again. I bought some Martha Stewart stencils when I did the first one, and I liked several of them. That was why I bought them. So I could see myself trying it again if I like the way the socks knit up from the one that I already did. Um, I did... I already talked about a lot of the self-striping yarns that I have tried this year. I made quite a few attempts at self-striping yarn, and I'm really very proud of how a lot of them came together. So there's the socks I'm knitting right now, which are um, a gray and blue and green. There's the socks that are my nine-inch circulars, which are, you know, it's more like a, it's a self-stripe, but it's like a one-row stripe. But that turned out really cute. Um, I'm thrilled with the socks that I did over the summer that were the pinks, blues, and grays. Um, when I did that one, they didn't, the stripes didn't end up envisioned, but I'm actually happy, or probably with how they did turn out, so I like those a lot. I did an orange, blue, and purple one, and those are socks that are sitting in my drawer right now. I did the rainbow, um, ones that are gray, and then a 
a repeating rainbow, which was, you know, something where I was just trying to push myself and challenge myself, and I really like how that turned out. And then I have two things of rain of self that are upstairs that I have not cast on yet. And one of those was um, I did it like a navy blue with a purple and a green. And um, I don't think that those stripes are likely either even or consistent sizes. I feel like that's another one where maybe I got, I was trying to use the warp board, maybe I got screwed up and I think the navy probably goes like double, like back to back, which is okay. I, I think they'll be interesting looking and I'm thinking about casting those on because I do have sock needles that I freed up after the holidays. Um, and then there's one that's blues and I did a whole bunch of different blues and I think that those, I just haven't decided if I'm going to cast those on for my son because I would have quite a lot left over um, or if I want to make those my husband's socks for this year. But um, that self-starving blue will definitely get cast on to something pretty quickly. Um, so then I, I toyed around with sock blanks quite a bit. I think I still have a couple upstairs. I did the gradient that was my um, Easy Shawl by Martina Bain. I did two different sock blanks where I tried to do um, self-striping rainbows. So the one does a full rainbow and then a gray and then a full rainbow and a gray. These are both kind of neon. And then the other one I did color, then gray, then color, then gray, then color, then gray. And I, again, I did a neon rainbow. And I, they are not self-striping. Like if you pictured in your head a self-striping sock, they don't look like that. They don't have real crisp clean stripes or anything, but I like them. I wear them a lot. One of them I did with a um, Stellina-based blank, and the other one I did on a regular blank. One of the lessons that I learned kind of the hard way um, this year was that Stellina and citric acid are not necessarily friends. So if you're ever looking to do some hand dyeing um, and you want a Stellina base to keep its sparkle, you should use vinegar instead of citric acid. So my, mine still have a little bit of sparkle, but um, the speckles that I did, I used vinegar and they turned out much better. Um, oh, and then I had dyed a self-striping for my cousin too, and that was, I think that was a Knit Picks Shimmer, um, but it was still a Stellina base and it's pink and orange and gray, and I shipped those off to her for Christmas. And again, I used vinegar and the, the Stellina is much more prominent than in other things that I've done. Um, I did, let's see, several um, worsted weight hand paints. So I've talked already about the cowls for my niece and my dad's wife. I also knit, not knit, dyed some yarn for my friend Sarah um, when we got together over the summer and that was gray with rainbows and that was hand painted. I hand painted some yarn for a former coworker and that was a fingering weight yarn that I did in grays and blues. She's sails, and I was trying to make yarn that made me think of the ocean. So that was one that I was really proud of. And um, then I did a little bit of kettle dyeing some worsted weight yarns. You guys might remember that back in September we ran a little contest, and I dyed some yarn for the winners and things like that. So I did um, quite a bit of kettle dyeing. And then I did all that cake dyeing with the gradients for my family. So I did uh, purples and I did a couple that were um, grays and blues and I did one that was royal blue, that kind of peacock blue. So I had a lot of fun with that. I did one in berry crush 
and that was one I enjoyed, and I was really happy with the finished product. It's not necessarily a traditional gradient, um, but I really liked the way that the colors looked on the yarn, and I thought those little simple cowls were a nice way to show that off. So in 2016, I think a couple of goals that I have for myself in terms of the hand dyeing is I do want to continue to fiddle with the self-striping. Um, this one that I'm knitting right now I do think is probably my best attempt so far just in terms of it wasn't painful, there wasn't any swearing or crying, and I'm still very happy with the end result. But I would like to be able to have a couple, like a couple things. I would like to... I would love this same yarn if the stripes were thicker and I'll post a picture so you guys can see they're cute stripes but they're thin stripes and then I would like to be able to do um, a six color repeat so this right here that I did is a four color repeat and I'd like to be able to do six colors and do them fairly thick stripes so I think that's really just a matter of me doing some measuring and doing some knitting and trying to decide how long I want, you know, how much yarn I need to make a stripe the length that I want. And then now that I'm doing this thing with the kitchen chairs, I think it's just a matter of setting them up in a bigger space. And what I did before was two chairs. And I actually was thinking that what probably would work better would be if I set them up in like a square and walked around. And then I would end up with a much larger loop, which certainly presents some challenges but a much larger loop in that way the repeats would each be longer or there would be room for more repeats so that's a goal of mine is just to continue to, to monkey with that and kind of perfect that. what I like and what I don't like and um, the other thing that I really want to do this year is I think I want to try to dye myself a sweater quantity of yarn and I think I will probably kettle dye that because um, I think that's the the thing that would look best in a sweater. I think it might be hard for me to hand paint something in a way that would come out consistent enough for me to like how it looked in a sweater. Um, so that's my, that's another goal of mine. I may take it easy on myself and dye up something bulky weight so that it's not, you know, skeins and skeins and skeins of yarn. Or um, probably a worse weight. I don't think I'll do anything smaller than that in terms of trying to dye something that looks like all one thing. I do my technique in terms of dye stock has come a long way in the last couple of months. So I feel pretty good that I could do a little bit of testing on a very small sample of yarn and come up with a color that I was really happy with and then um, do the math to create enough dye stock to do, you know, maybe six six or so, I guess, skeins of yarn to end up with a sweater quantity. So fingers crossed, I'll keep you guys posted on how that comes together in terms of plans and everything. Actually attended. So this was one of the things that I really feel like um, the podcast was good for me this year. An effort to try to get to a lot of local events this year. There are some great fiber events in Colorado and some of them that I had never been to before, quite a few of these, honestly, I had never been to before, and I, I got so much out of each and every one of them, so I was very excited about them. So I'm just going to give you guys the rundown and then talk about which of these repeats and things that I'll be going to again um, this year, the first of which is Yarn Fest. So in March, April last year was the first ever Interweave Yarn Fest in Loveland, Colorado. I took a bunch of great classes. I took a 
sock knitting class with Kate Atherley, and then I took this cool um, two-at-a-time, two socks at one time on one needle with Kate Atherley, which I still have those cast on upstairs. Maybe over the break I'll fiddle with that again a little bit more. That was just sort of a fun, she called it the Mount Everest of knitting. That was just a fun class. And I took a double knitting class that I enjoyed tremendously with um, Alistair Postquin. And I had taken his craftsy class as the prereq because I couldn't get into the prereq. And then what I ended up taking with him was the multicolor double knitting class. So that was really fun. Um, it's a technique that I don't think I would have been brave enough to try on my own. And I enjoyed that a lot. The other thing that I went to for the very first time, it was its 25th year, was the Estes Wool Market. The reason this is funny is because I grew up in Estes Park, Colorado, um, and it is my favorite place in all the world, and they have this fiber festival every year that's kind of a big deal, and for whatever reason, I had never gone until this year. So I had a great time at that. I only had about a half a day to spend this year um, just because of the way that the dates lined up with some other commitments I had. So my hope is that the next time I'm able to go, I'll be able to go and spend quite a bit more time. I really enjoyed the marketplace there. Um, I enjoyed watching the fleece judging for a little bit. They had these great like sheepdog contests and things like that going on while I was there. This year, I probably will not make it to the Estes Wool Market because I do think that I have um, a conflict this year. But it's something that's been going on for a long time and now um, now that I know how much I enjoyed it I'm sure I'll make an effort in 2017 and beyond to get to that one. I made kind of a lame attempt at attending Hot August Knits so this was a yarn crawl for the Northern Colorado and Wyoming yarn shops so that included um, my local yarn shop which is uh, the Longmont Yarn Shop and then shops in Fort Collins and up in Wyoming. So I only made it to my local yarn shop. I felt kind of bad <laughs> that I didn't get out there and check them out, but I did go and check out a few of the shops um, some of the other times since I knew I had missed the boat. The one that I loved, loved, loved the most was My Sister Knits in Fort Collins, Colorado. So if you're ever in Northern Colorado and you're looking for mating yarn store. They had a beautiful selection of really high quality yarns. They just had, I mean, all sorts of great things. Lots of local yarns, lots of neighborhood fiber company, um, pepperberry knits, which is cashmere. They had some of that. They had some great self-striping. So I could spend like my whole life in that store. I would move in. So Hot August Knits was in August. I hope that they will do that again. And if they do, then this year I will make a better effort to fit some of that into my schedule. The other thing that I did was Yarn Along the Rockies. So Yarn Along the Rockies was later in August and I was able to take a whole Saturday and check out a lot of great yarn stores starting in Boulder, Colorado and all the way down to Castle Rock, Colorado, which is pretty far from my house. Um, and I, it goes as far as Colorado Springs. That was farther than I was willing or able to go but I think I hit 12 or 13 shops that day it really was good for me because I do feel like um, I get a little laser focused on um, the stores that are closest to me and what I really got to see that day was what a great selection there is you know all within about an hour from my house I did make it to a couple of my favorites like um, Fancy Tiger Crafts 
and I actually went to their anniversary sale this year too for the first time. That was a lot of fun. Um, and I got to go to the lemonade shops open house that day. Um, Heather is a super talented dyer. She's in Colorado, um, in Castle Rock, Colorado. And so I got to check that out and I got to go to Stash in Castle Rock, which was one of my favorite stores along the way as well. That one was really nice. Castle Rock's pretty far from me, but that was a beautiful store that I really enjoyed a lot. So that was a lot of fun. I definitely will participate in Yarn Along the Rockies um, again this year. I took a class at Fancy Tiger, so again, trying to just learn more and really um, immerse myself in my hobby over this year. And so I took a hand dyeing class with Meg from Sleep Season Knits, and I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like um, I've been kind of mucking about with the dyeing for a little bit now, and there were what I was looking to get out of the class was some practical things to make it a little easier on myself. And I definitely came away with that. Just some very simple things that I feel like have made the process more enjoyable for me, which at this point is the whole reason I do it is just for fun. So that was a great thing. And I will always kind of keep my eye out at Fancy Tiger for um, classes. They run amazing classes all the time. One of the things I would love to do this year is maybe take a sewing class with them because I they do a lot of great sewing classes and I think that's something that I would really enjoy as well. Okay, the um, next thing that I attended was the Salida Fiber Festival that was in September and it was quite a drive but a beautiful drive from my house um, about two and a half three hours I think each direction but it was a gorgeous Salida is a gorgeous little mountain town and the draw is really beautiful. It was right as the Aspen were starting to turn um, at the high altitudes here in Colorado. And some of it is high altitude driving to get over there. And I had a great time at the Salida Fiber, Fiber Festival. Um, I made a day of it and got a great lunch and just kind of had a lot of fun. I think it's a fairly new festival. I had not even heard of it before this year. But I could definitely see myself making that a September tradition to take that drive and head over there again um, this year. And then the last thing that I attended was the Boulder County Handweaver Gills show. Um, so that's something that I go to every year. Um, I always try to make a point to go out and support the artists who show their work there at, at the fairgrounds of Boulder County. And this year I got a lot of inspiration. There was a lot of really beautiful work and that's always a ton of fun for me. So as I look forward to 2016, um, there are some great events that I am planning to attend this year. The first of which, you guys um, know what I'm going to talk about now, is Knit Nosh. So Knit Nosh is coming up. It's um, three weeks from this weekend, and so I'm really excited. I've got a bunch of people signed up. I had this amazing meeting with the venue the other day, and I got to taste the food. And then I've been working on the goodie bags, and the goodie bag stuff started coming in yesterday, and I just... I'm so excited about this event, you guys. So if you're new and listening for the first time today, Knit Nosh is an event that I am throwing in Longmont, Colorado on January 23rd, 2016, and it is a food, wine, and yarn tasting. So we'll be at Samples World, World Bistro um, on the 23rd. There are still tickets available at www.knitnosh, and that's K-N-O-S-H, dot com. And we will have yarns from Bijou Basin Ranch, MJ Yarns, Scandalous, and Nerd, and that's K-N-E-R-D, Nerd, who are all um, local Colorado 
yarn companies, and I'm super excited. So the idea behind Knit Nosh is that you'll come, we'll have four great courses of food, which I, I was in a total food coma after the tasting. The food's going to be amazing. Um, and then four tastes of wine. The folks at Samples are actually um, also really passionate about beer, so they are going to create a menu of beer pairings. So if anybody prefers beer to wine, that will be a choice that you could make at the event as well. And um, then with each course, then you'll have great yarn to knit with. So each of the companies is bringing mini skeins for everybody. You'll, the yarn will be yours to keep and you can bring it home. Um, you can knit with it there, but I'm super excited. And um, I just want to thank everybody who has signed up to attend, everybody who has been so supportive and just encouraging because this started out as, as an idea I had back in September. And the fact that now it's it's really real and it's happening in just a couple of weeks has me over the moon. So thank you guys. Some of you I will see there. I do think that this, it's been so much fun to put together and assuming that it goes well um, on the 23rd, I do think this is something I'll probably do again. I'd love to do it a couple times a year or maybe like take it on the road and do it somewhere else. So I don't know, more to come um, on that whole thing as my, as my thinking shapes up there. Um, but along that same line, you know, I think a goal that I have for 2016 is to maybe get to one or more events that isn't directly local to me. I don't think the timing is going to work out for me to go to Stitches West. That's one that I always really would like to um, make it to. And the other one that's big on my list because apparently I'm just going to aim high would be Rhinebeck. And so I might try to make some plans to see if I could get east for Rhinebeck this year and uh, just put that out there as an intention and see what happens. So um, that's it for attending this year. Um, and I had a great time at all of those things and I'm looking forward to a, a lot of fun. Actually designing. This is something that I didn't focus on very much in 2016, but I do enjoy challenging myself a bit and trying to see if I can take an idea all the way through to knitting up an object and then writing up the pattern and so there were a couple of things that I did on that front a lot of them were just things that I did for myself um, and I may at some point um, publish these out to Ravelry just they were pretty simple so they would just be free things the first was that little cowl pattern that I knit out of the lemonade shop I had a lot of fun just kind of playing with texture and what I thought would look good and let the yarn really um, saying so that was that was a fun one I have been around quite a bit um, swatching different I took that double knitting class so I'm excited about this cowl that I have on the needles right now just because it's kind of a fun thing it's just polka dots but they're different sizes and different placement and um, I love this um, Branham paint yarn that I am knitting it out of so that's been a fun thing for me and I had a lot of fun you know sitting down with my graph paper and charting out what I wanted that to look like. And then the chevron hat that I knit, that was another one that I really enjoyed the process of. That was a yarn that I was very excited about. I wanted to find a pattern that I thought would really um, let that UV color changing yarn shine, but also when it's not color changing, when it's just a natural, that would still look good in context. So a lot of the samples that I saw knit up at T4U were things that were a natural or ivory color. Um, 
And so when it was dark, the whole thing was a solid. And then when you went out into the sunshine, the color would change. They had like a shawl and the little tips were made out of the color change yarn. And that was interesting, but I really wanted something that would offer up a little bit of contrast and, and be a little bit more fun. So that hat was something, again, I'm wearing it a ton and I like the look of it. I like the fit of it. So I was very pleased with, with how that came out because I definitely improvised that one. And then I did publish one pattern on Ravelry this year, and that was the Adelaide Cowl. And that was a cowl that I knit quite a while ago. It's my favorite cold weather accessory for sure. I knit that out of some Madeline Tosh home in the Mandala. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, colorway, which is like blues and greens and purples, and it's pretty wild. It reminds me a lot of their colorway spectrum, which was out a couple years ago, and I've seen this um, since on other pieces, and this is very much, you know, a case of a colorway where the weight of the yarn and the base of the yarn makes a ton of difference. Um, mine is a bulky weight yarn, and um, I've seen it on fingering and honestly, like on fingering, I'm immediately drawn to it. When I got this in the bulky weight a couple of years ago, I was not sure what the heck I was going to do with it. And so the Adelaide cowl is just a big oversized cowl, bulky weight. Um, it's got a nice textured stitch to it and mine is long enough that I can wrap it double. Um, and so anyways, that was something that was fun for me, and it was a pattern that I liked knitting and that I enjoy wearing, so uh, it was worth it to me to write that one up. So thank you guys. This has been a long, rambling episode. I hope that you enjoyed the year in review. I really enjoyed the year in review. I want to say thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast. Thank you to everyone who participates in the Ravelry group. Thank you to anyone who has sent encouraging words, whether that is on Ravelry or on, on social media. I have really just enjoyed the podcast tremendously. Starting this podcast has definitely been a highlight of 2015 for me, and I have lots of great plans for ways to make it um, better, hopefully, and more fun in 2016. I feel like I've got my feet underneath me a little bit, and I'm, I'm looking forward to what next year has to, to bring to me. So thank you all. Um, you can find podcasts on Ravelry. There is a Ravelry group. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter as at Knit Actually Podcast. And there's a Facebook page as well for the podcast. So I would love to hear from you guys. And um, that's my hope for 2016 too, is that I can get to know all of you guys a little bit better and find some more fun ways for us to interact and spend some time together. Speaking of which... I have a couple of just um, fun housekeeping items. We had a holiday knitting thread open where I was just asking people about their holiday knitting preferences. So I will be drawing a winner from there and there will be a little gift on the way on Ravelry to somebody from me. And so I'll try to get that done um, before January the 1st. So keep your eyes out on Ravelry. And then we have a knit along starting. Oh, we actually have two things starting. So in a so I had recently reviewed the book Color Wheel Knits, which is a cooperative press book by Vera Valimaki, and I loved this book tremendously. I am fortunate that Cooperative Press has given me a, an ebook copy of this book to gift to a lucky listener. So there's a thread open um, in the Ravelry forum 
it will be open until January the 4th, so you're not time to um, go ahead and post in there. Just let me know what you would knit from the book um, and, you know, what your favorite pattern is. So there's a lot of great variety. Um, there are men's patterns, women's patterns, hats, mittens, cowls, um, scarves. And so I thought it would be really fun to do a knit along for this book. I definitely, I think I had like seven things I wanted to cast on from the book. I definitely have at least one sweater that I am playing cast on in the new year. And so I thought it would be fun to do a knit along. I think we'll just keep it really open-ended. I hope that whoever wins the book will jump in and join in. And then I hope that um, other folks will go ahead and purchase this amazing and knit along with us. So I'm going to keep it very casual. It's not going to be a for prizes kind of thing. I guess worst case is me posting about my projects, but I know um, one of my listeners, Elise, who is always great and supportive, um, has the same yarn and stash that I do for one of the projects. And so we might end up knitting the same project out of the same yarn, which would be super fun. I, I love seeing other people's projects, like a lot of times I'll do the Hoagie Locatelli um, knit-alongs, although I feel like that I never finish my projects, but it's always fun to say, like, I want to knit that sweater and then see how somebody else's turns out, so if Elise and I are working on that out of the same yarn, I think it'd really be a hoot. So if you're interested at all, check out the book, jump on the Ravelry thread, um, I would love to knit along with you guys. And that is all for today. Again, thank you so much. Have a wonderful, healthy, happy New Year. Stay safe on New Year's Eve. And I will talk to you guys in